When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. How do you choose what community you want to live in? Maybe it's job availability, the housing market, or wages even. What's really drawing you to that community? And what assets does it have that maybe other communities may not? These are the questions that UW-Madison researchers are asking in a new rural livability project. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report and Matt Curis, UW Extension Distinguished Community Economic Development Specialist and Researcher, says the goal is to create a blueprint to help best serve Wisconsin communities. We're looking at many different factors that might influence livability in a community. It might be access to jobs. It might be entrepreneurial opportunities. It might be what we call critical institutions or institutions that uh, influence quality of life, uh, things like health care, education, even things like restaurants. You know, all these different factors that influence why a person maybe chooses to live in a community actively. Maybe they're um, looking for a certain aspect of quality of life that uh, that community offers, or maybe they're looking for an economic opportunity. But also thinking about um, ways that these different factors might help people that also live there um, improve their quality of life and maybe make them want to stay there or find opportunities to perhaps um, maybe grow their economic opportunities. When it comes to the word rural, how do you really define rural? And because I know that has changed from the past to what it means today. We will take uh, a number of different approaches to to defining rural, and there are a number of formal definitions. So, for instance, uh, the Census Bureau looks at housing and population thresholds for areas and defines them as urban if they're above those thresholds, and everywhere else is rural. So that's not a great definition in uh, many regards. What we're trying to do, though, is look at different ways that people maybe self-identify with being rural, um, as well as looking at some of the formal definitions, and but not trying to perhaps attach ourselves to one of those and only one of those definitions, recognizing that rural means different things to different people and to different parts of the economy. Can you touch on the status of the rural Wisconsin labor market, changes in population, unemployment, all of those things that are really affecting getting to a perfect rural livability area? So we have definitely seen um, a number of changes to the to the Wisconsin labor market. We've seen unemployment rates being at uh, record lows. We are seeing the number of unemployed individuals per job opening at uh, record levels. So we, we do see a very tight labor market, and that is exacerbated in a lot of rural areas just simply because we don't have the number of workers in those communities that we used to have for a variety of reasons. So I think a lot of rural communities are going to continue to face labor market challenges. Um, But I do think there are opportunities for rural communities to think about different ways to attract and retain new residents that might help some of those labor market issues, Um, perhaps ways to increase productivity in their communities, Um, and maybe really think about different ways to remove barriers to individuals that may uh, want to be in the labor market but can't because they have childcare demands or they don't have a, a proper working vehicle or other factors that, that keep them out of the labor market. And something that I know that is a challenge for some is that average commute even for them coming from maybe the urban setting to that rural or vice versa. How is that playing a factor into that or even annual wages that they go hand in hand? So we definitely see uh, a number of, of rural residents that commute into larger employment centers, and we, we have seen that increasing over time, the number of individuals, as well as some of the distances or time spent um, for those commutes. 
I, I do think um, the pandemic may have changed that a little bit in some ways. We did see a lot of individuals perhaps start businesses that may not have otherwise because they maybe didn't want that commute anymore. They wanted some other uh, quality of life aspect that the commute did not allow. Um, and we also see, even though it's declining, the, the work from home trend continuing, um, especially in some rural communities that um, people actually move to because they offered a quality of life that they couldn't get in a bigger city and they could work remotely for one reason or another. And what are the numbers showing you right now and saying about the trends when it comes to rural livability in Wisconsin? I think the numbers depend upon what what different topic we're we're talking about. So we do see, uh, obviously, some challenges related to labor force availability. On the flip side, we are seeing improvements in broadband uh, investment. The state of Wisconsin is getting $1.1 billion as part of their BEAT allocation to help develop uh, broadband in unserved and underserved areas. So I think that's going to be an opportunity for a lot of communities going forward. And I do think that we are um, going to see some trends in terms of both job growth and business growth in a lot of communities because people have changed their mindset in terms of what they want out of their um, their job opportunities going forward. What are you seeing as some of those biggest challenges that are stopping us from becoming and having that, you know, perfect rural livability community? And where do you see kind of the community being able to step up to help reach that or you guys in general? So... I mean, there are a lot of structural challenges we face in terms of our, our population and aid structure. Um, traditionally, the state of Wisconsin uh, hasn't a- attracted a lot of people from outside of its borders, even though that is increasing somewhat uh, more recently. But I do think that um, I don't know if there's a, a, a perfect livability for everyone. You know, there's going to be uh, definitions of livability that vary among different individuals. But, you know, one of the factors I, I do think that can help communities improve their livability is uh, partnerships with their surrounding communities because um, we're not facing these challenges alone. Uh, communities are often having shared challenges related to labor force, related to economic opportunities, related to broadband. So if there's opportunities for them to grow their capacity by partnering with one another uh, through regional cooperation, I think that will help solve a lot of those issues that they couldn't solve alone. We're talking a lot about making communities livable, but who are we making them livable for? The people that are already there or trying to bring newcomers in? Yes, um, it, it's it's both. And we're not trying to. And I think part of that is up to the communities themselves. Um, going through a, a process where they think about kind of what they want to be going forward. Uh, that may be different for different li- uh, rural communities. Some communities want to perhaps emphasize the people that live there and find opportunities to improve quality of life for existing or longtime residents. And there may be other communities that want to grow their population or attract new individuals to their community to uh, create new demand for goods and services or or serve for uh, employees for local employers. And really, that's going to, I think, vary according to individual communities. How are you guys helping with housing issues or that stigma of having a rural part of your community. How are you guys kind of helping with that? So with Extension, one of the things we're doing is um, certainly doing education and helping people understand, you know, what are some of the supply and demand factors that go into some of these housing uh, challenges that that communities face, um, helping communities better understand 
perhaps why some of this housing is needed in communities. But then also we do have individuals both in the Division of Extension and at UW-Madison that are doing research to help look at new models for developing rural uh, housing, look at ways to perhaps uh, make it more cost-effective for developers, looking at ways to perhaps uh, build different types of models for housing that may make sense in rural communities. And now kind of connecting with our listeners, how does this apply to someone's life? So, example, what do maybe you do in your small town on the weekends that can really help resonate them of, oh, we do have that rural livability aspect in our community. We just maybe don't realize it. Yeah, I really think that that's, again, going to matter to uh, individuals very differently. And I think um, some of what people think about is maybe, you know, we were able to do this in, for lack of a better term, the good old days, and we don't have that anymore. But are there ways that we can maybe return some of those assets to our community that we had in the past that we wish we had? And that would be a way for us to, you know, be more, think about our community as being more livable. Now moving forward, where do you see the next steps or progress things that we should be watching for benchmarks when it comes to rural livability. I do think that uh, looking at broadband development, we're in a very important phase of broadband development in the state of Wisconsin right now. Um, And again, it's probably not going to be as fast as every person would like, but it is uh, moving forward. And I do think we will see universal connectivity in the state of Wisconsin within um, a relatively decent time frame. That was Matt Curis, UW Extension Distinguished Community Economic Development Specialist and Researcher along with us. He says while there may not be a one-size-fits-all perfect livability scenario, the goal is to identify what is working and be a resource for communities to grow. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.